You are listening to the Survived to Thrive podcast with Amy Miller, a podcast for survivors of suicide loss. In this weekly podcast, you will learn more about your unique experiences and gain insights on your brain and how it processes grief and loss due to a loved one's suicide. While suicide grief comes in all shapes and sizes, Amy shows you that you still can have a life full of joy and fulfillment even though your loved one died. You don't have to just survive anymore. You can thrive. You are listening to the Survive to Thrive podcast with Amy Miller, episode 23, Think Differently, Feel Differently, The Model Explained. Hey there, so glad you're here today. So excited to talk about this topic with you. This is something that's been on my mind because it is the tool that I use in my coaching practice that is probably the most empowering, powerful tool that I have ever come across as a coach, as a person, just as a human being. It's amazing. It's incredible. And it changes lives. It changed my own life. So I'm so excited to share it with you today because it's that important. It's something that I feel like you need to understand and know. It's something that's not typically taught to most of us, but it is what helped me to get out of the depths of grief in a very empowering way. And it's created so many fantastic results for me in my life simply because I've applied this tool to help me get out of that grief cycle and to be able to just really enjoy my life and look forward to the future again, which I feel like for a lot of survivors of suicide loss, it's a struggle, right? It's a challenge to understand how to be able to do that because it's not something that you get faced with before. Nothing can really prepare you for this, but using the model is something that really can help you to understand where your thoughts come from, how it creates the emotions in your life, and ultimately creates results. And so I think it's super important to discuss. So here we go. Okay. So there are five components to the model. Okay. There is a circumstance. Okay. That's the first component. These are things that are completely out of your control. So this could be like a person. It could be a, it could be the weather. It could be the past. It could be something someone said to you. Okay. It could be a lot of different things, but to really be able to sort out your thoughts from what a circumstance is, is to really understand that a circumstance is something that could be proven in the court of law, okay? It is something that everyone would agree upon. It is something that if you were to present it to a judge and jury, they would agree, okay? That it was an actual event. It was an actual person. It was an actual weather situation, okay? No matter what it is, it's something that could be proven in the court of law. Okay. And I think it's really important to clarify that because a lot of times many of us think things that we believe are facts, but when we really try to dissect it a little bit deeper and wonder if what we think is a fact can really truly be proven in the court of law, it helps us to separate it between what is truly a circumstance and what is a thought. Okay. 
All right, so that's a circumstance. Now, when we have a circumstance, a situation, a person, or the past in our life, we're going to think thoughts about it, okay? Now, thoughts as humans, okay, is a way that we give meaning to our circumstances, okay? These are typically the sentences that are constantly running through our minds, okay? We're always thinking thoughts. We're always thinking things about the circumstances, okay? So say, for example, let's be as simple as the weather, okay? Right now, it's a sunny day here in Arizona, which I love, okay? Now, I am thinking I love these sunny days. The weather's perfect, all of this, okay? Now, somebody else might not think the same. Maybe they prefer rainy days. So they don't have a thought that's positive like mine. Maybe they're like, ah, we've had way too many sunny days. I just wish it would rain. Okay. That's a thought. Okay. So you can see that the sunny day today, which is a fact, it's all sunshine. Okay. Can cause different thoughts. Okay. Now, the great news is, is that these thoughts that we're thinking are completely optional, that they're choices that we can make, right? So say, for example, instead of it being a sunny day, it could be a rainy day, okay? Now, it's if it were raining outside, which it's not, but if it were, I could say, okay, it's raining today, and I could think, wow, I wish it would stop raining. I don't like rain. I want it to be sunny. You know, this is all a thought that I could think, or I could choose to think, oh, it's so nice to have rain to break up all these sunny days. Okay. Do you see what I've done here? It's tweaking the thought. Okay. It's deciding and choosing a different thought on the circumstance. Okay. So what I'm really trying to demonstrate for you here is that we get to decide how we think about anything. Okay. We get to, to decide how we think about our past. We get to decide how we think about the loss of our loved one due to suicide. We get to decide to think however we please. Okay. Now that's not to say that the thoughts that you're thinking have to be all rainbows and sunshine. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. But I think it's just understanding that you do have the power to decide how you think about it is super, super empowering. Okay. Now, when I think about the loss of my sister due to suicide, I don't think things like, you know, I'm glad she did that. I don't think those things because I don't want to think those things. I want to think that it is tragic, that it is very sad that she died in that manner. And that's totally okay, okay? I just want you to understand that you do get to have a choice on how you think about it. It's completely optional, all right? No matter what it is, even if it's just the weather, okay? That way, if we're differentiating the thoughts from our circumstance, you'll be able, it's really the most important first step in understanding how the model can be used, okay? So I think it's really important to discuss that. All right, now, when we are thinking a thought, okay, like maybe you're thinking the thought, wow, you know, like I am very happy that it's sunny outside, it's going to create a feeling, okay? 
I'm going to feel happy. I'm going to feel joy. I'm going to feel excited. I'm going to be feeling a lot of positive emotions. Okay. Or if I were thinking I'm sick of these sunny days. Okay. Which as a side note happens kind of a lot here in Arizona, especially in the summers, people do really get tired of having that many sunny days because of how hot it gets here. Okay you know, then you can think these emotions and feelings that are different about it, right? And it's an option. It's a choice. Okay. So what you need to understand about feelings and the emotions that you're feeling from the thoughts that you're thinking is that when you have a thought about something, it's going to create the emotion, which is a vibration that you're going to experience in your body. Okay. And it's directly related to those thoughts. Okay. So for example, okay, you could feel anger. You could feel excitement. You could feel joy. You could feel sadness. You could feel confusion or overwhelm. Okay. These are all emotions that are directly related to your thoughts. In fact, it doesn't matter what emotion you're feeling. We can find through coaching Okay. Exactly what thought you're thinking that's creating that emotion for you. Isn't that just incredible? Isn't that incredible that your emotion is created by a thought you are thinking? I think for the most part, most of us really feel like that our emotions are directly related to our circumstances, right? Like when you think about the loss of your loved one, Okay. That's creating the emotion for you. But because your sister died or your mother died or your child died or your spouse died or whoever it is, that's a circumstance, right? And you get to choose how you feel about it by the thoughts that you choose. Isn't it just incredible? I think it's just amazing. Okay. Now, when we're having emotions, okay, and we're feeling all of these feelings inside of our body, we're feeling all these sensations and we're having all of these like biochemical reactions that are happening in our bodies that we're creating all of these sensations that we label into these different emotions, right? Those particular emotions are going to cause either action or inaction. Okay. You with me? So if you're feeling happy that it's sunny outside, you're going to probably want to do something to enjoy the sunny weather. Like maybe you want to go outside and work in the yard. Maybe you want to take a nice walk. Maybe you want to go and have a picnic in the park. Okay. It's going to create some sort of action. Okay. Or it could create some sort of inaction. Right. So say for example, you're really sad that it's sunny outside because you think that you're tired of the sunny days you may choose to stay indoors in the air conditioning, right? You may decide to do something where you're not out in the sun or exposed in the sun. 
So you might just not do anything out in the sunshine, right? And it's all correlated to your emotion about how you're feeling about the sunshine. Okay. You with me? All right. Now, I think it's really important to note here. Many of us believe that we can control our emotions, right? That we can control our actions no matter how we're feeling. Now, that might be true to some degree, but really, truly in the end, our most effective actions come from positive feelings, okay? So ultimately, in the end, it doesn't really work very well, okay? Now, you might be able to get through the day and do what you need to do when you're not feeling great, okay? But how is the quality of whatever it is that you're doing? Have you ever thought much about that? Like when you're trying to hide that you're having a very sad or hard day with acting like you're happy, like you're hiding behind that smile, you probably aren't going to be very connected. You're not going to be able to really do good, high quality work. You're not going to be able to have an opportunity to really strengthen a relationship with a family member. Okay. These are going to be the consequences of trying to hide behind the emotions. So it's not very effective. So I felt like it was important to say that. Okay. Now with our actions, whatever our actions are, okay, whether it's action or inaction, it's going to ultimately create a result. Okay. So the results are really going to be the effects of our actions. Okay. Let me give you an example. Say you're overweight. Okay. And you've been eating a lot when you're not really hungry. Okay. The result of eating when you're not really hungry is going to be gaining weight. Okay. And so ultimately the result is going to occur from the actions that you are taking. Okay. So you see what I'm saying? All right. So when you are having an action, it's going to ultimately create a result for you. Okay. Now, many of us may say to ourselves, yeah, but I understand, but that was all out of my control. Okay. Which I get because a lot of times our circumstances do feel like it's something we cannot control, right? And that is the truth. We cannot control it. But the truth is we are entirely responsible for our results because they come from our actions and are a result of our feelings, which come from our thoughts. Okay. This is fantastic news. It truly is because once we understand that they do come from our actions, right? And they are the result of our feelings, which come from our thoughts. Once we understand that at a more deeper level, we understand how connected all of these things are. Now, while we cannot control the circumstances whatsoever, we can control our thoughts. We are the decision makers. We are the deciders, right? We get to decide how we think about everything. Isn't that just amazing? 
So many people spend so much time at the mercy of their circumstances because they don't realize that they get to decide how they want to think about it. Isn't that just incredible? I know I was there. I know that when I went through the experience of losing a loved one to to suicide, it felt so out of control. It felt like I was going to be doomed, that I was just going to be sad forever. That grief was so painful and excruciating. And I just felt like there was no way out until I understood the model. And once I received coaching and was able to get through it and understand how connected my results were to my thoughts, that was the game changer for me. And now I can say that I've been able to really have a good life. I'm able to have positive things to look forward to. I'm actually super excited for my future simply because I have the model in my life. Now, I'm not saying that having the model just changes it all. Okay. You do have to do the work and it's a continuous job. It's a continuous work, but the work is worth it. The coaching is worth it. It helps us to be re-reminded what thoughts are as opposed to our circumstances, because it can be very challenging to separate the two, to separate what our thoughts are from the truth, from the actual circumstance. And I think it's so powerful and empowering. Now, let me talk about grief for a minute. Now, when you're going through the grief process, you're going to have lots of thoughts and you're going to have lots of emotions. And it is a time that I feel like is really important for you to get through all of those negative thoughts. Okay. I feel like it's important to freely have them, to really go through the process, to really have all of the emotions. I think it's important. It's important to honor what you're thinking and what you're feeling. Okay. And not to put shame attached to it because it is part of a natural human experience to have thoughts and feelings about losing someone that we care about and nothing's gone wrong and everything is right. Okay. So when I'm talking about how feeling all of this sense of grief and loss and all of that is a choice. Yes, it ultimately is. But I think that most of us as humans want to be able to experience it and feel it because they say the greater the grief, the greater the love, which I believe is true. Okay. And so I just think it's really important to understand how empowering our thoughts are. Okay. And how it really ultimately creates the results in our lives. And so when you're dealing with losing someone that you love, okay, the thoughts that aren't really serving you, you can let go of those. And I think it's important to identify what those thoughts are, to really understand which thoughts are really creating a life that I really just don't want, right? Okay. Can you still miss your sister, miss your loved one, miss your brother, right? Miss your child or your spouse or your parent or your sibling. Yes, you can. You can feel all of those things and still decide 
that losing that loved one to suicide does not mean your life is over as you know it. It does not mean you can't have an incredible, joyful, fulfilling life. Okay. And all it takes is deciding to think that you can and that you have that and you have the opportunity. Okay. And I just wanted to share all of that with you today. I hope you all will take this model into consideration. And if you would like to learn more on how you can use the model to help you more through coaching, please check out my website at www.survived-to-thrive.com. And there you can sign up to learn more about my programs and where you can sign up for a free consultation. So go right there, sign up, And I look forward to hearing more from you. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Survived to Thrive podcast. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends and write a review on iTunes. Also, check out survived-to-thrive.com for more information and to subscribe to get the podcast's latest episode, along with useful tips you can begin to use immediately to feel better, directly sent to your inbox. Thank you.